thanks to our sponsor, Geomont. Have you thought about adding contact center capabilities into your existing Microsoft Teams user base? If so, take advantage of our promo to add BuzzEasy Contact Center for Teams from Geomont and get your first month subscription for free. It's a complete omni-channel experience that works seamlessly with Teams Voice. BuzzEasy was developed with best practices in Azure and offers a rich, easy-to-use experience. Geomont is a Microsoft Gold partner and part of the technology adoption program, and their BuzzEasy chatbot solution for Microsoft Teams has been chosen as a preferred solution on the Microsoft App Store. See the show notes for details around our special offer. This is the Microsoft Cloud Show, episode 422, where today we're going to talk about learning in Microsoft's Viva Learning with Asif Fermani from Visual SP, recorded live August the 13th, 2021. This episode is brought to you by ShareGate. Microsoft Teams can be a great tool for your organization. That is, before your users make your environment messier than eating a hard shell taco. And that's where ShareCake comes in. Their user-friendly tools automate the tedious daily tasks involved in migrating, managing, and securing Microsoft Teams so that you can maintain a safe and productive environment without locking it down. Head over to ShareGate.com for your free 30-day trial and transform the way that you manage your Microsoft Teams. Back to the show. Hello, everybody. This is AC. Unfortunately, you are stuck with just me today. Well, not really. CJ is not with us. CJ uh, had to uh, take care of a few things today, but that's quite all right because I have the most epic stand-in for CJ today. Not really a stand-in. It's something we've been working on for a little while, and thankfully, uh, the way schedules worked out, we're able to make this work today. So I'm sitting down with an old friend today to talk about one of the things that Microsoft is so hot and heavy on this year and the year of Viva that Microsoft is a, is a big thing on this week. So anyway, I think before we kind of dive into this, into the topic at hand here, let me introduce our guest that we have today. So I've got a good friend of mine, Asif Ramani from uh, Visual SP is joining us. Asif has been, Asif and I have known each other for a very long time. Gosh, probably longer than either one of us really want to admit to kind of show our ages <laughs> too much. But we've worked together and for different businesses and teaching and both doing our own thing now. He's been a, a frequent presenter at conferences, webinars. If you're in the Microsoft 365 space or you've been in the old SharePoint space for a while, you've used SharePoint Designer. Yes, it's free. You've got to know this name. So, Asif, it's really good to have you on the show today. Oh, it's great to be here. And by the way, congrats on 420. One episode so far, this being the 422. That's amazing. Isn't it that's crazy? Amazing. That is crazy. Yes. We started this in October. Oh, just screwed up again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and remember this off the top of my head. I want to say we started this in October of 2013 or 2014, wow. something like that, or maybe 2016. I don't know. It's been a long time. <laughs> As you can see here, it's been so long. My memory is already, fa- yeah. uh, already failing me. A few years here and there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But it's, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy that we have consistently with a very few exceptions, we've done an episode every single week, pushed out an episode every single Tuesday. Sometimes there's a big conference, we go through into the other ones, we, we push out more, but it's been a lot of fun doing this show. But it's really good to see you. I spend the only time that you and I ever get a chance to see each other is in person these days, well, not these days, but lately <laughs> has been at these different large different conferences we go to from Microsoft run conferences to the independent ones, large, small. And I feel guilty because there's so many times in the past that we've been able to sit down and just kind of shoot the breeze. And it feels like the we were talking about this before the show that in the last, I say the last year, couple of years that we've been doing these conferences, I feel like I'm always just like, we're, we're like just passing each other at these events. And I end up 
I see you like working your booth at a at a conference and the expo, and I'm in the on the way to somewhere, and you're talking to a customer or a potential lead, and so I don't want to interrupt you. And I'm like, so we're just like, hey, how's it going? Hey, hey, we just keep moving. It's yeah. like I really take our friendship for granted. So I I apologize for that, but man, just seeing you is like it's so nice to see people again. It's you're like one of my high school friends, you know, who I used to yeah. be with all the time. And now I just see sometimes, but, but, but whenever I do see them, same when I see you, we just pick up where we left off, which is yeah. great to have that relationship because we worked together, you know, in critical path training for, for so long back in the yeah. past. And even before that I had the relationship and you're right. We've been in this world, this community for so long. Yeah. I hate to admit it also, but <laughs> it just goes without saying that this is your 17th year as an MVP. It's my 15th year. So, and even before that, we were doing a lot of this community service stuff anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Long it? time. I mean, just, oh, yeah. It's just been crazy with this, how long this has been going on. But I mean, it's like, yeah, people can see, like, if we made this a video, I guess a vlog, if we made this a video podcast, people can see the gray hairs on us. And so they can see, <laughs> they can see all we're doing. So, yeah. So but um, yeah, so how have you been? I've been good. I've been well. I know um, the pandemic obviously has affected all of us and affected us as well as a family, as a community here in Chicago where I live. But overall, glad to say that things are working. You know, things have worked out well. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Nothing to complain about. Even if I did complain, nobody would listen anyway. <laughs> it's my line. I did the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Kids have gotten really old now. I got my oldest one and uh, becoming a senior in high school, second one in freshman in high school, and I got my third, my princess, going to the fifth grade right now. So yeah, <laughs> lots of stuff happening personally. Obviously, business has grown also. As you mentioned, Visual SP is the company that you remember back in the day when we first started the company many, many years ago. We've mm-hmm. taken it in, and we'll talk more about that also in different directions and very focused now on the learning space of not just Microsoft, but even outside of Microsoft as well. That's where we yeah. are. Yeah. You know, it's, God, man, you're just saying how old your kids were. I remember being in Chicago one time and I think you picked me up and we had to swing by your house for something, if I'm not mistaken. And, or at least, I mean, I know I've been at a couple different events and I've seen your family and just, I'm having a hard time, like just grasping the fact that you've got like young adults, right? Yes. I mean, I'm the same way, right? Because it's just, you see, you, I remember your daughter was just, she's tiny. Mm-hmm. And some of those, and I saw, we were in our, before the show started, I saw you pick up your coffee and it's like, you know, I'm a dad of an Eagle Scout. I'm like, yes. oh my God. Correct. We just did, we just got back from meet the teacher for my seventh grader, my daughter. And it was, you know, it's a lot of what I'm looking at this and I'm looking at it in a different way that she's looking at it. And my wife is looking at it. First of all, it was awkward because my son did meet the teacher as well, but he drove himself to his high school and did it all by himself because we were doing it for my daughter. When the pandemic set in, like everybody else, schools got shut down. So they lost half that year. And then the following year, we pulled our kids out of in-person school and did... Florida has a thing called Florida Virtual School, but it's, it's basically like another school district. So they've been home for 18 months. And seeing my daughter go back, meeting all of her new teachers, and then doing a drive-by to see some of her old teachers and seeing some of her friends in the classroom, she was overwhelmed with some emotion. And talking to her afterwards, she was she was saying, you know, I didn't realize how much I missed it. And I'm sitting there like driving home and I'm thinking, I wonder if when I do one of these conferences for the first time and I see all my old friends in person like you, yeah. if I'm just going to turn into be like a, you know, a sobbing baby or something like that, <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really missing people. And it's, it's a different world, man. It's it just, it, there's so many impacts by this and so many things have changed, but it's when you reached out to me and do an interview, I was like, 
when I was like, yeah, let's talk about Viva Learning. And then it kind of hit me more. I'm like, oh my God, that, we, we can actually get on the phone. We can talk about this. We can see each other. We can actually you know, kind of catch up. And it's like old friends. And you're right. The high school thing is, is your high school analogy is very <laughs> analogous to it because we just pick up and it's like, you just, you, the thing, I, I think the thing that gets me is that you, you don't realize how much you took for granted before. So true. Right. With the friendship. So at any rate, well, Thank you very much for joining us today. Today, I, we wanted to talk to you about something that is uh, really deep into your wheelhouse, and that's learning in general, but also Viva Learning, which is big with Microsoft. So before we start diving into this, I want to take a quick break and say thank you and a big shout out to our sponsors who make this show possible. This episode is sponsored by Raygun. Are you under increasing pressure to ship code faster than ever before? Then it's time to work smarter with Raygun's modern approach to error and performance monitoring. Raygun gives you instant visibility into the health of your software. And what makes it so unique is that not only it tells you when something's gone wrong, it shows you exactly where it's gone wrong and how to fix it right down to the line of code. Made by developers for developers, Raygun has built a suite of monitoring tools that are used and loved by thousands of software teams every day. Monitor every corner of your tech stack with widespread language support and native integrations with GitHub, Jira, Slack, Bitbucket, Octopus Deploy, and more for even greater visibility. Visit raygun.com to resolve issues faster and to deliver flawless digital experiences to your users. That's raygun.com to get started on your 14-day free trial with plans starting from as little as $4 per month. And now, back to the show. Okay, Asif, Viva Learning. You spent time with this. It's hard for anybody in the Microsoft 365 space to not at least have a clue that this is going because, well, Microsoft has put it on all of their employees' scorecards this year, it seems. So it's important. They've told everybody it's important. How do you explain what Viva Learning is? What is it? What are... What is this and why should people care about this kind of thing? Yeah, I love that question, by the way. What it is and why should people care? And that second mm-hmm. part of it, many people don't talk about. And honestly, when you talk to a Microsoft person, they probably won't talk about that as much as the first part of it. But mm-hmm. us as non-Microsoft people, we definitely need to talk about that as to the listeners of the show and others out there. Why should they care? Mm-hmm. So let me go just a brief history of Viva and then I'll go into Viva Learning from there. Okay. Viva as a brand was created for employee experiences. In the year of 2020 and the pandemic and all, things were very reactive in nature. Things just happened. You rolled out Teams, you rolled out your intranet, you rolled out stuff to support your employees, especially who were sitting at home. Great, but you made mistakes. Many organizations that I've spoken to, doesn't matter, big, medium, small, made lots of mistakes, make lots and lots of teams and channels and other kind of stuff. And now it's like, whoa, just too much stuff. Well, how do you kind of rein it all and have an employee experience, which doesn't matter where the employee is, their home, office, or a hybrid half between the week, they just get the experiences that they need in terms of learning, in terms of their analytics of, are you sleeping well? Are you doing, are you taking enough naps? Are you taking enough breaks within the day? And that's the analytics side. I'm sorry, the, uh, yeah, the insights side of it, right? And then getting the information they need upfront to them, which is the Viva Connections part of it, bringing the intranet and other experiences and digital workspaces directly within Teams where they are most of the time. And then you got your topics, which is your artificial intelligence telling you the information that you need to know when you need to know it. Wonderful, wonderful four apps that Viva brand has created. But now it's a time where companies realizing 
what's in it for me? They're asking that question, mm-hmm. what's in it for me? I'm going to be diving into Viva Learning. The other apps I have good experience with as well. The idea at the grand scale, though, it just makes a lot of sense that how do we make the employee experiences the best it can be wherever they are? So having said that, let's just talk about Viva Learning specifically. You have, as a company, many different learning, access to different learning. You have regular company-based learning. Then you have outside learning that you subscribe to LinkedIn Learning, Pluralsight. Obviously, you've been a Pluralsight author for a long time, right? And others like that. Now, how do you bring it all together in one place where the employees are? That last statement, I think, is the most important one, where they are. So obviously, I can go to LinkedInLearning.com. I can go to Pluralsight.com. I can go to my SharePoint site where our company videos and other kind of artifacts are located. Or I can go to other places, LMS and everything else. But where do, how do I bring the quote I like to use is, how do I bring the learning to the learner instead of the learner to the learning? And that's pretty important because everybody is within Teams these days. Microsoft decided Viva Learning is also going to live in Teams, just like Viva Insights, Viva Connections, Viva Topics, everything right there in Teams. So having said that, you are taking the aggregate of all this information, all this learning, whether it's a course whether it's a video, one specific video, whether it's a PowerPoint deck, whether it's document, Excel, whatever it is, you're bringing it directly to people within Teams. So if you can visualize that. Now, having said that, that story Microsoft started to tell, and then people started to making assumptions as to, okay, so I'll be able to assign courses, I'll be able to do this and that. And this is where I wanted to talk about what Viva Learning is not, right? Mm. You cannot assign courses directly in here. It's not an LMS. Mm. It's a knowledge hub. Sure, it's an aggregator of information, but it's not an LMS. It can integrate with LMSs. It can provide other kind of information like that that you need to know within where you are, but it's not going to let you do some of those essential things that LMSs let you do. And when you say LMS, you're referring to a learning sure, management system, yeah. which is like to, that's kind of like almost like a curriculum that if you were, if you think back to like ed, the, like the education space, like higher education, there's a path that you have to follow to, if you need to become, get a master's or you need to get a certification, it's a, this is the path that you're going to follow that. And that, how being able to track that, that's what an LMS is, is, yeah. is essentially providing to the corporate employee. Exactly. Companies have used the learning management systems as almost a, like you said, a certification vehicle and also for their regulations and policies that have to be done, the sexual harassment policies that everybody has to be aware of, the other inclusion and diversity courses that people have to take, Sarbanes-Oxley and all the other kind of regulations that people actually have to tick off for Mm -hmm. them to be able to do their job. Yes, you do that through a traditional learning management system, which is great, but that's more deep learning. And you can definitely do that kind of deep learning through Viva Learning, but it won't let you get that check and your certification directly from here. You can do that with the integration to another learning management system, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's mostly just like the ones, it's the it's the consumer the consumer part of it. It's not an aggregation and consumption of it. It's not so Correct. much that entire guided path and the certification and all that kind of stuff. You got it. You got it. It's gotcha. Surfacing it where the people are, basically. Yeah. That's a good ex- explanation, like what Viva Learning is and like what kinds of things you'll find in it. So obviously, it's from Microsoft. So you're going to find content from LinkedIn Learning and then some of their larger partners. I remember when this was first being introduced and they were saying how, you know, other people, what I presume was people like you and me who both have. Uh, training-based, education-based businesses that we have training, we we approach it in different ways, but we could be able to provide stuff in there as well. Who would you say like is the target audience for this? I mean, are we looking at 
the big Fortune 500 corporate employee type thing? Are we looking at like the Microsofts and the Fords and those guys? Or are we looking at also like the smaller businesses of like 100 people? Or are we looking at, you know, really small businesses like the micro businesses or even individuals? I mean, to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like my feel, everything I see with Viva from the insights, from also what I, and I may be incorrect on this, but also with Viva Learning, this feels like it's very much the corporate America play or the large corporate, the large and mid and mid cap business play, not so much the small business, the 10 to 100 people that are employed there, stuff like that. Is that fair or is that unfair? Well, <laughs> it's going to depend on who you ask that question to. Oh, if sure. You okay, ask... so, not a salesperson. <laughs> so I'm not asking a salesperson. How's that? <laughs> In my opinion, this is going to benefit the large organizations the most followed by the mid-sized organizations and the smaller organizations will think about think about it twice as to why do I need this. Some of them will deploy it. There is, by the way, currently Viva Learning is in preview, so it's not general availability yet. It's not GA. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be fall 2021 mm-hmm. sometime, let's see. But having said that, uh, there, the free version of Viva Learning, which there will be, that's going to be very attractive to smaller players. The Mid-sized to large ones are going to be the ones that are going to be thinking about the premium aspect, the premium version of it, just because the premium version is the one that I was talking about before, which provides the integration to learning management systems and to getting your own information, your own courses directly within the system. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I see the larger to mid-sized organizations taking advantage of the premium functionality and features of that and the smaller ones this is at least a prediction right now will more go for the free one okay so that, that helps me understand like where where they're positioning it you say that it's it's going to be available in fall of 2021 sounds to me like their night conference because they like to put everything right around you know big big announcements <laughs> there so i mean that sounds that's not me disclosing anything that's just a i've been at this a while and that's probably what yep. that's probably what they're going to be doing <laughs> So that helps. So is it, you know, are there are there ways for if you're a provider of content? Yeah. Are, are there ways that you can actually integrate and get your stuff in there as well? Yes, yes, absolutely. So your courses, very much developer-focused courses, and our courses, which is uh, power user and end user content that we put out, both of us will have the opportunity as well as others to use the APIs that they will, not yet, but they will mm-hmm. make available to take our information and provide it through Viva Learning. In addition, we're already providing it as well. Okay. So you could have, and and by the way, I know it's a podcast over here, so I can't really help you visualize this, but if you can hear yeah. me out here, you yeah. go into Viva Learning, you see a row of information mm-hmm. and one row could be Voitano's courses, mm-hmm. for example. And then you would have the actual course modules as tiles that are there. Right. And another one could be Visual SP from our company. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be one uh, tiles. Now, each tile, as I was saying before, could represent a complete course with table of contents, and everything else, or it could just be a video, an artifact, basically, or it could just be, even be a tip sheet or a document, something like that, whatever you want it to be. Uh, that opportunity will be there. But once again, it's going to be limited as to what you can do taking courses from you, taking courses from us, and putting it into uh, the Viva Learning. I say limited because depending on the version, of Viva Learning you have. If you have the free version, which has not been disclosed exactly what's going to be included, but I know some of the things talking to program managers, is going to have some capability to do that. If you really want to take advantage of the complete capability of taking all these things that you want to uh, deploy, you will need the premium version. Mm, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm curious to learn more about it. Well, from, okay, so that, I mean, this isn't where we want to go too deep with this because I know there's fewer people like us that are providing this learning content than are the ones that are the audience of actually using it. So I won't 
I'm curious to see where that ends up going because I've got all these questions that pop up uh, that you want to answer as a as a provider. With you know, how do I do the paywall? How do I make sure that it, this is actually a customer of mine that is subscribing to the content that they're allowed to see it, and this is just another way that they can consume it. Kind of you know going along with the process, which you and I've talked about, and I know you got some strong feelings on it, but you know, going having learning where they are, yeah. not so much in saying, "Hey, come to me and do all of your stuff over here," but those things, and then. I guess the, the cynic has maybe cynic isn't the right word, but maybe it is the cynic in me is like, you know, and so I have to force someone to buy Viva learning premium in order to see my content that they're already paying for. And it's like, but they can just bypass that and come straight to me. So I, lots of questions, lots of questions to see, be yeah. curious to see where they end up going with it. But so what are you seeing like as people being able to play with it in the preview version today, mm-hmm. what, how are you seeing the like adoption of it? How are you seeing people like actually, you know, how are they doing with it? Currently, there's a lot of kicking tires, honestly. I mean, I've presented Viva Learning in two webinars and two physical conferences so far and sessions. Mm-hmm. And I, I like to read faces also as to what people are saying, if they're raising their hands, if, if I'm asking the question, are you actually using it? And yeah. not as many people out there are using it currently. Mm-hmm. It is preview and there have been bugs, just to be honest. I've sure. had some bugs pop up in my own a couple of days ago. I'm like, come on, I'm supposed to do a session on this in, in a few weeks. What the heck? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you can't really use it currently, but you can see what the vision looks like. And the vision is good. Having said that, you know, I would not really bank on a specific date where you say, mm-hmm. okay, well, we have to have Eva Learning you know, by this date because that currently is fall 2021 don't know exactly what month is that going to be. And, and even after it comes out, if the APIs will be available and everything else will be available that you need to get going. Right. That's one part of it, just the, the planning part of it. So currently, it's like I said, a lot of kicking tires, a lot of playing with lots of asking questions. And I've been in webinars and, and like I said, sessions to answer those questions as best as I can. Mm-hmm. The second part of it is the cost, mm-hmm. you know, which I was going to get into later, but I'll go ahead and jump into it right now. Microsoft sure. recently at the Inspire Partner Conference talked about the cost of Viva Learning. And that's the cost for actually all the Viva modules. They talked about topics, connections, insights, and learning. Connections Mm -hmm. is the only one that's completely free. There's no cost Mm -hmm. for it. You got Teams, you got SharePoint, you put it together, you're done. There's no cost. Mm -hmm. Learning, topics, insights, you got to pay $4 per user per month each. Mm -hmm. For each one of those those pillars. For each pillar. So if you wanted to get like full Viva Learning, if I wanted to if I wanted to completely outfit this one employee, that's twelve bucks a month. Well, if you want to get Viva Learning and Viva Insights and Viva Topics, yeah. it would be twelve dollars per month. Yeah, per user okay. per month. Wow. Okay. So yeah, wow. I've I've seen the exact same reaction for most people that I talk to, and and once again, when I look at people at the conference, you can see when you talk about it, people who have not heard about it, like, oh, that's going to add up. Yeah. Now, obviously, cost doesn't really matter as long as you gain the benefit, right? Right. If you, I could give you a million dollars, no problem. If you give me a, a two million on the way back, it's just—it's all about cost-benefit calculation. So, what is right. the true benefit? Is what people are asking as to what right. do I get with it? And as I talked about before, the LMS integration, being able to put your own content where it just is all spread out everywhere or from other providers in one place, is the main benefit of that. Mm. Now, how many people will take advantage of the premium? Is versus the free, which has some of those and not most, that's yet to be seen. Mm. So that's, yeah, that's... So something I wanted to ask you then, I mean, that's, that's interesting that you're saying it like that. And there's something else I wanted to ask you based on your your experiences and talking to customers at, from different events in person, virtual. 
about Viva Learning. And I know this is something that's important to you, just knowing your business and knowing your history. So there's a lot of this, you know, come, you know, Viva Learning, you use Viva Learning, you're already going to be in Teams. So you're already going to be, you, Viva is, is not so much a, that big of a jump that you're already going to be there. But what do you see like, your business is a lot about not just taking people to go somewhere else to do their training. Your, your business is a lot of, you're in the middle of using this product. You need help using this product. I want to give you in-context help while of what you're doing. How do I work with a document library? How do I check something out? How do I deal with versioning? I mean, you can go over to another browser window and you can start watching it or pop up in your iPad and start and start watching that stuff. But your approach is more that, well, I want to show you this stuff in in process and keep it like kind of in the same in the same bit. Viva Learning seems to go away in a different, in the more traditional direction of that. So how do you see that as being, how do you see that that message coming across to the people you're talking to yeah. and about their learning experience? Or do they like that? Do they feel, does it feel awkward? Is that, it's, it's kind of, it feels like it's more, correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like Viva Learning is kind of teach, is doing the learning approach the old way and not so much of the more in-process way that people seem to want. Yeah, I wouldn't call it the old way, but it's a way that's, let's see, what's the best way to say it? It hits upon one of your moment of need. Uh, If you're familiar with that, there's the five moments of need, which I'll go into a little bit more uh, as a methodology. But when you want to learn something new, I want to do, uh, let's take an example, nothing about Microsoft. Let's say I want to understand LinkedIn ads. Because I want to mm-hmm. do LinkedIn ads for my company. Well, how do I learn that? That's going to be hard to do it as you're doing it. I mean, to learn mm-hmm. it. So you maybe take a quick course, watch a YouTube video or something to just get a quick understanding of that before you dive into it. Yep. Once you've dove into it, now you're doing certain things and you're applying it. You're setting up your bids and stuff like that. Well, I need to understand what things are as I'm doing them. I'm not going to go back to the course to find the exact place where they talk about the bid strategy or this and that. I need to know at this point, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about LinkedIn ads all, all the, uh, some, for marketers, something that mm-hmm. I've seen done. You look in the Microsoft world, same thing when you're in SharePoint, like you talked about, you and I have been, of course, within this SharePoint world for so long, and we've seen things evolve. Uh, for so long. I still see people who are coming in new and uh, when they're looking at interfaces for the first time, either if it's a SharePoint document library or if it's OneDrive or if it's Stream or the new stream that's coming and everything else, the first moment at that time is like, whoa, what am I looking at? Right? And at that moment, you need help. Now, have you taken a course before that, before you came here? Many don't. Is there a need for that? I'll argue, yes, there is still a need for that. As I was saying before, sometimes you want to dive into a course, come out of it, and then do it. So it's not really the old method. It's just one of the methods. The main method after that is when you're actually doing the work and you need help at that moment, right? So Viva Learning definitely has a place, and it's a great place to be. It's just not a complete comprehensive solution, in my humble opinion. Mm -hmm. It's one great piece of the solution, the blended learning solution. What we talk about with Visual SP, as you were saying before, is what about when I'm doing my work, when I'm trying to do something, when I need help in context to the screen I'm on currently, how do I get help without going to a course? That's where a tip sheet could come up. A a bubble could come up like a, a walkthrough, for example, showing me exactly what I need to know. 
Some right. of these things, I mean, none of these things are rocket science, to be honest. Microsoft has been doing it. Other players outside Salesforce and others are doing it for ages. But now how can companies do it themselves to guide their employees on mm-hmm. their processes? That's mm-hmm. what we focus on. That makes sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense. It totally makes sense. It, it, your your LinkedIn ads example was um, unfortunately it hit a little too close to home. I did the same same kind of thing, getting up to up speed on LinkedIn ads and getting it same up to speed on Google ads and watching a course that you know it, we've done this. It's you, you find the course. It's like oh look, it's about a year or two old, and the interface has changed a whole bunch. Yeah. So it's like oh look, you want this? This is the kind of bid strategy you want that doesn't exist anymore. Oh, yeah. okay. So let me go, and it ends up you just find yourself running down a rabbit hole. So it's more being resourceful. I, yeah. So I want that. We can go off on a totally different tangent on all that kind of stuff, but that's the thing. uh, I was just going to say one thing that, you know, you and I have kind of grown up in the SharePoint world where the things were changing every three years. That's Mm -hmm. not the case anymore. Obviously Mm -hmm. things are changing on a regular basis, sometimes a daily basis. So when things change, what do you do? How do you guide people? And that's like you were saying here, when I'm looking at an interface, whether it's LinkedIn ads or whether it's SharePoint document library, whether it's dynamics as a salesperson going into creating a new deal or, or an opportunity, I need to know what has changed, how should I react to it, what my processes are, what I should be doing, what I should not be doing. That's very important. And those things can only happen in context, in the workflow, and not mm-hmm. with a deep course. I completely agree with you. I mean, I see, I, you know, one of the things that I struggle with when you, you can't keep on top of everything. I mean, I remember, you know, back in the day, SharePoint's a good example for this. And I know we keep going back to it, but I don't, this is an exclusive thing to SharePoint. However, I know that a majority of our audience has experience with it. So it's going to, this is going to resonate with them. But to be clear, I'm talking about anything. I'm talking about, you could talk power apps with this. You could talk, well, maybe not Outlook, but you could talk Visual Studio. You could talk just about anything with this. And that is that if you don't stay on top and in that world for a long time and you take a step back and like six months go by or nine months or a year goes by before you're going to go back and use that same product, you got to open that product up and you're like, what the hell changed? Where is everything? Really, yep. my cheese not my my cheese not only got moved, but you got a whole new refrigerator here. Where'd you put the refrigerator? And it's so it's very much it's hard. And you this concept of of these big courses, and I'm I'm a victim of it. I got a big course. I've done. The, I had the same problem. I'm trying to I'm trying to address it this way too. You got to look at things in a very different way. And having that in context help, having those little widgets that are all like when I first saw what you were doing years ago with, with Visual SP. And being able to just, you know, get to see like where you are tagging different things and being yep. able to grab and say like, you know, what is this? Without leaving the interface, I just need a really quick grab and go. Tell me what's going on right here. What should I be focusing on when I get to choose these different settings? Here are the different options. Here's the path to least resistance. Choose this one. But if you're looking for these things, here's more information on this other stuff. Would they have those little call outs all over the place? You see more apps doing that. Yep. And it's more that these big courses are more or less teaching you like the thought process you should have or the approach that you should have with something or what should you do to get ready for it. But then dive in because the, the thought process isn't going to really change as the products evolve. Yeah. It makes it hard for users, makes it hard for companies to educate their users, makes it hard for users to stay on top of what's going on. And then it also, it makes it hard for educators like us because Traditionally, you're used to building a big course to teach people, but it's really, it's a constant process of just keeping things updated. It's like you got to, and conditioning your users to not be so rigid in their learning and just saying, look, when you look at this, what's been written, 
may not match exactly for what you're seeing, but it's like driving. Hey, the map may show you this, but you're trying to go that direction and the road may have changed, but yeah. you get the point. You got to figure out your give context and then you got to just adjust to what the current situation is and kind of go from there. Very true. Very true. Another analogy that came to mind when you were talking about this thing is what we have all gone to a college. I know you have, and I have. Most people do. Some do not choose that route. But when you do go to a college, you do this exact same thing. You're kind of deep learning in certain things. It's very possible you're going into a course saying vector analysis. Why am I doing this course? I'm never going to use this in life. Mm -hmm. It might be true, but it's expanding your mind in certain ways where when you do need something similar, you're going to have you're going to know how to get to the information that you do need when things do mm -hmm. change, you know? And so that learning new information in different direction, in the arts, in the music, in engineering concepts, is all necessary. That's what colleges do. That's, that's what our courses do. But then on the job, you still need those job aids. You still need the workflow learning to be able to help you get from where you are to where you need to be. And that's right. also important. So one thing that I wanted to actually talk about, I know we don't have that much time remaining, but I'll just at least introduce it here, is there's a methodology of five moments of need. Mm -hmm. And it's been made very popular. Uh, this is decades old. It's not something new, actually. But I got to know it about three, four years ago by Dr. Conrad and Bob Mosher. Five moments of need methodology. And I'll quickly go through them. It says you have these five moments of need as a employee, as a learner, doesn't matter if you're a student, a corporate worker, or something else, you always have these needs. One is learning something new for the first time. I don't know what the heck this is. I'm learning for the first time. Second is learning more. So you're expanding about your on your breadth and depth of what you've already learned, and now you need to learn more. Mm -hmm. Third moment of need, which I think is the most important, is the apply. When, they, when you have to act upon what you have learned. You need to act and do something, your task, you know, from what you've learned. And that's where you really, really need support. Fourth is when you have been doing things a certain way and things have changed. Like, whoa, hang on a second. Now I got to solve this problem because there's a fork in the road. And, okay, I could take this direction or this direction. How do I resolve this issue? Do I need support? Do I, can I just go by with what's on the screen? And fifth that's one. Yeah. yeah, that was what we were just talking about, too. Like it that's is. the part of being, having, being, being able to be agile and nimble with this. Yes. And the fifth yeah. one is when change, things change drastically. So you have to learn new ways of doing something which completely requires you to change or adapt uh, to new uh, ingrained practices that you already have like in you and your DNA. So that even goes beyond the fourth one. And so much good research has been, you know, put upon this AC, it's wonderful to dig into it and understand like, oh my God, these things just make complete sense. You definitely need the courses for learning something more, but you got to be ready for when you need to apply it and what kind of help a learner needs to apply it. Think about, mm -hmm. especially last year when people were home. Mm -hmm. I mean, many of us did lots of remote work, so it was not something new to us, but I know so many people who this was their first time and they could mm -hmm. not just go to a coworker and say, hey, Bob, could you tell me how to do this? Hey Sue, I'm stuck on here. Can you help me? You had nobody. You have mm -hmm. you just had you got your computer and that's it. And that mm -hmm. was very challenging for most people. Overnight. Over yeah. just Over like that, right? Yeah. World changed and at least for the United States in March 2020, that was boom. So that's where the moments of apply and problem solving and change the, the three last moments is very important. You're not just learning something new or learning more. Now you need to apply it. You need to problem solve. You need to 
you know, change uh, with the change that's happening. So I am a big believer in five moments of need methodology and, and how to take those things, apply it to your need as a worker to actually do your job, not just learning for the sake of learning, but actually getting your job done. I like that you that you highlighted that because it is, I see it as very much the, and I, for those of you who are listening to it, don't worry about trying to drop something down. I got a couple of links that we'll have in the show notes about pointing to the five moments of need and some of the resources that, that Austin was just talking about. But I think it very much is your approach. When you are approaching something, when you're approaching to learn something, you can't don't always expect that this is, there's only one way to do it, or the existing way is the only way. It's more or less going into it and approaching it as I need, I may have to adjust. I may have to make changes. That is the biggest thing with this. One of the biggest things in this new world that we live in of more of a cloud focused world where things change in a much more frequent, uh, much more frequently. It's good and it's bad. The three year cycle that we used to deal with software, big drops like that, that was good and it was bad. It was good because. We could focus around you know a big release, and we could focus around learning every every five years, every three years. But it was bad in the sense that we had to wait a long time to see things change. And when they started to work on things, it was what's working on them in the current day, but then it doesn't ship for three years. And so it's mm-hmm. like right when it ships, it's like you're already dated. <laughs> so I get the need of where we are, and I think we're all still trying to figure this out. But it really is, I think it, you you hit the nail on the head, and you didn't really say this exactly, but I can I can. I get the vibe that it's more your attitude and your approach to learning. And when you're being hit with these conflicts or hit with these challenges, that's one of the most important things. How do you approach these things and not just stay so rigid? That's absolutely it. Rigidness is just going to make you fall behind. It's just not acceptable. It's not even possible. I mean, in your career or if you're a company, for your company, you can't stand still. Change is a part of life. How do you deal with change as a company and as an individual is what you got to figure out, not to how to stop the change, because that's not up to you. That's not up to any of us. That's a part of life. Awesome. That's great. What, hey, I know, you know, we've got you. I don't want to take too much of your time here. Uh, I appreciate everything you said. So, so you said on the show today. I know we're, I mean, I can, we could keep going on this on this topic for a while. I mean, both of us are, are in this space and we've talked a lot about Viva Learning and also just learning in general. Is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners that you feel that, you know, something else you want to get in before we have to wrap this up? Well, I've Viva Learning, I got into just because I was already close to the subject area, but I do a lot more than Viva Learning. Like I talked mm-hmm. about five moments of methodology, five moments of need methodology, learning in the flow of work methodology, and a lot more. If listeners want to talk more about their learning needs, especially blended solution, you know, solutions that they're trying to, they're thinking about for their companies, definitely reach out. I'm sure you'll make my email address and everything available too, but you can find mm-hmm. me online, Hasif Ramani. I think it's one of those things where if we don't support our employees, our team members with the proper, not just learning, but information that they need at their moment of need, they will not be your coworkers anymore. <laughs> You, right. This is a necessity. So if you want to talk more about it, I am available. I love talking to like-minded people about the subject area, not just about Viva Learning, but learning in general and information delivery in general. He's, I, you know, I, I'm going to, you didn't ask me to say this. I'm definitely going to, I would definitely want to throw it out there. I hope that, you know, if you're in that space, one of the reasons, one of the things I hope you're taking away from our discussion here is that Asif's not just, Asif understands how people learn and what works in, in a business and how to how to engage with your employees and how to get them up to speed on certain things. It's definitely a good person to have this discussion with for your organization. He can definitely help and 
I'm glad that we could get you on the show today. Appreciate it. Great to be here. Awesome. Thanks, AC. Well, thank you very much for your time. And to all of our listeners, you got a nice little treat. Didn't have to put up a CJ today. Had a great replacement for CJ. So we definitely leveled up again. <laughs> Love you, CJ. I'm just kidding. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> cool. Thanks a lot for joining us today, Austin. Thank you. Did you like this episode? Please tweet about it and drop a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find out about our show and grow the audience. And we would really appreciate it. If you got a question for us, go to microsoftcloudshow.com slash questions, where you can submit it as text or record it as a wave or an MP3 and provide a link to it so that we can play your question on the show. You can also subscribe to us in Apple Podcasts, in the Google Play Store, Spotify, or your podcatcher of choice. And finally, sign up to our mailing list by heading over to our website, microsoftcloudshow.com. You'll get notices of each new episode as well as the show notes sent directly to you each week. We'll be back with another episode next week. Thanks for listening.